0: Hey! Hey! Welcome everyone to the Maker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you're sitting down to listen to this. Now, if you're familiar with the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, I like to talk wrestling. I cover wrestling from all across Canada, the states, wherever. You know, I just I love chatting wrestling. Now, this is a first for me because I have yet to have a referee on the podcast. Now, today I have one of the most popular referees in all of Canada, without a doubt, and easily. You know him. He is the Pipes Behind the Stripes, Joe King. How's it going, Joe?
1: Hey, Blair. How you doing?
0: Thanks for that
1: intro. That, good. Was,
0: that was awesome. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get a second gig as a, a ring announcer. So uh, hopefully, this will uh, be the pathway to it.
1: You're definitely on the right track, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I mean, you are everyone out in BC, they know the name Joe King. You are all over the wrestling scene in BC. But where did your fandom of wrestling start at?
1: Ah, okay. Um, I always say, oh, there's this funny joke that me and uh, my buddy always say, like, I've been in wrestling for 35 years, there's 34 of it, has been watching it on the TV, so. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I've, I was, you know, I've always been, like, the biggest fan back in the 90s, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash made the jump over to uh, WCW, um, mm-hmm. that whole thing, it's just like, I'm, I'm a huge Kevin Nash fan, I've always, you know, as soon as I saw him on the TV, I was just like, whoa, right? Yeah. I was always kind of my guy, right? And when I was playing video games, I always went to him. But when I was playing like WrestleMania or something, it was always like kind of like the Kevin Nash or uh, sorry, Triple H, because kind of the same kind of body physique, kind of, you know, those yeah. old, old graphics. It was, you could, you could pretend. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. Um, yeah, I've just always been like a super fan. It was always kind of like Monday nights, you know, um, between five and seven or I guess five, five and eight now you know don't even call me you know like i'm glued to the tv um yeah i've just always been like such a super big fan and then as soon as i had the opportunity to start training i was just you know i took that and i've just like taken that ball and i've just been running with it you know this whole time so
0: it's funny because I think everyone in Canada knows it was like Monday nights you were watching raw and then Tuesday when you get <laughs> home from school, you'd be able to watch nitro on TSN. And that's yeah. how you like got past the battle of the Monday night wars.
1: Yeah. There's everyone's like, Oh, the Monday night wars. And I'm like, well, I always got to see both of them. So, right. And then like on Tuesday they would have like the three hour show. And then at like the five o'clock or whatever, they would have like a two, a condensed two hour show of nitro. And it was <laughs> just like, You'd watch that third hour and you're like, man, there's a lot of fluff that goes on in there. like, yeah. So I always like the two-hour show a lot better because they just cut out that, like, what's going on here? Uh, Who's hitting the stage now?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a trip when you say, like, oh, yeah, from, you know, five to eight you were watching wrestling because, I mean, like – being on the west coast like anytime i go out there uh, i was out there two years ago and i won't go too off topic but like went out to a restaurant and there was a cfl game on so you know you're watching that and then it's about to end and i'm like oh yeah so there should be a the second game on right away and it's like oh no we're on the west coast where this it's like 10 <laughs> that was the second else. game
1: yeah <laughs> that's what i always wonder right like I, like watching the stanley cup playoffs and stuff right like you know, a game, a decent game for me will go till about ten o'clock at night. But then I'm like, oh, in Ontario, that's like one o'clock. And then yeah, yeah,
0: the one, one thing I'm, to it it's true because I'm envious because if you watch a pay per view, like sure it starts at you know five o'clock, but you know you're laughing at nine o'clock. You can still do something. It's not one a.m. You're laughing.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's nice. I like it.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, you were, you know, Raw, Nitro, you were into all of that sort of stuff. Um, At what point were you thinking that, like, wrestling was something you wanted to get involved with?
1: Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I think any wrestling fan wants to be, get involved in it somehow. I remember Mm -hmm. I used to, like, like, I used to be, like, this really scrawny, you know, we kind of geeky kind of kid, right? So I used to have, like, these, like, Uh, I I wrote this storyline for myself, right, where it's kind of like I'm this, you know, I'm with Stone Cold and I'm trying to be like this guy, but, you know, he's always pushing me around. And then one day I finally, you know, overcome the odds. And, you know, it's like, so you're always kind of like seeing how you can write yourself into it, right? It's like Mm -hmm. I'm a manager or a referee or a wrestler or, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's always been a dream to be
0: a part of it, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I think any wrestling fan, because I know like myself, I was writing storylines at a young age. Like that was the big thing, you know? Like I love being able just to like plan stuff out, like how I will fantasy book my own stuff, you know? That was my go to.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know? So what character am I, (laughs) BB? Pardon me. I was just saying, like, oh, what character would I be? You know, yeah,
0: exactly. You know, like, hey, you know, they're not doing this, so here's what I'm gonna do. You know, I'm gonna put this guy there, you know, and just it was, I don't know, at like your teenage years. I mean, it was something fun to do just to be involved with it when you really couldn't, especially back in like the 90s.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, when that whole illusion was still happening and everything. So, yeah.
0: So, I mean, you think like, you know, you're growing up, it's something you want to get involved in. And like, I only know of you as a referee. Did you ever train for wrestling or was it strictly, you just wanted to, you know, you're going to be more of a, the referee and et cetera. Yeah. um,
1: Okay. So I always knew that I wanted to be a referee. Well, like going into this, I always knew that I wanted to, to play the role of the referee. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw an opening within the industry, uh, especially in the Pacific Northwest, um of of their you know so the first thing like you know anyone will tell you like well, you're not getting in the ring Joe until you actually know the fundamentals of what's happening yeah. right like learn learn the lines you know um so so I went in and I I, I, I trained for about six months um until the pandemic happened right but mm-hmm. you know like I've so I've gone in I've taken back bumps I've given bumps and you know um in a lot of the work that I do you'll see there I'll take like on Saturday I just took a a nice bump um in the championship match and or i'll be you know the weekend before that i you know i gave a nice clothesline so uh but yeah so i have taken those that training of like like i'm not like a very good wrestler but i i understand it i know how it works i can do things safely or take things safely Mm -hmm. um i know what i can do and what i can't do and that's you know i always say that like in anything in life it's always good to know your what what you're good at but it's even better to know what you're not good at right yeah those points and stay away from them, you know, so.
0: Oh, for sure. Like, it it allows you to not put yourself in a position where, you know, you risk injury or, you know, someone Someone else getting hurt in the situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. First thing we say before we go through that curtain is, you know, be safe, have fun. You know, it's always Mm -hmm. be safer. So, like, you never want to see anyone, you know. So, when you're going out there, you know, you want to make sure that you can take those things and you can give them safely. And, you know, because the last thing is, like, I, I want to come home at the end of the day and I want to make sure everyone in that ring... Yeah, Uh, goes home. So, you know, whether I'm just a referee kind of like in there making sure everything's being called properly, you know, I still want to make sure that things are being done in a safe manner. I'm out of the way, you know, I can I can be there for the wrestlers right away, make sure that they're okay. So
0: now, I mean, when it comes to like a wrestler, I mean, obviously they go through the training, they're taking bumps, they're running the ropes for, I mean, a referee, I mean, you mentioned, you know, like learning some of the fundamentals of that, but after like, let's walk us through the progression from like, when you first decided like, Hey, this is what I'm going to get involved with. What was sort of the timeline for you? Like, okay, you got to take some bumps. And then like, here's, you know, like, you know, sort of the guide for refereeing. I don't know how to describe it, you know, like the, uh, uh-huh. sort of the plan outline for you.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if my journey is quite the same as everyone else's, just because of kind of like how what happened with the pandemic and everything, right? Mm -hmm. But like, when I first started doing, taking training, you know, because you're training with a lot of the same guys and everything like that, right? So you learn those fundamentals, you learn how to chain wrestle, um, and you learn those things. So it's like, it's kind of like a math equation when you're putting together a wrestling match or whatever, right. Or with moves, right. It's never just one move. It's always a move to a move to another move. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a math equation where you're kind of like, okay, what works, what doesn't work. So, you know, um, as a referee, it's not only good to know what moves happening, but what moves going to happen next and after that and after that. And as a, you know, if I'm training to do those moves, I understand because I'm, running those ropes i'm you know doing that chain wrestling as well with them right so i can kind of understand hey you know like in five moves this is going to be happening so make sure that this is you know um so that's how it started with me and you know so i will go into class and we do like three hours um i was going wednesdays and sundays for three hours um at least. And yeah. So, you know, the first two hours was kind of like learning these moves going over, over, over and over and over again. Right. And then the last hour was kind of like, okay, let's have like a a small little five minute mock match of the moves that we just learned. Right. Like you're Mm -hmm. the heel Now you're the baby face, you know? Um, And then during those times is that's usually when I kind of like step out of the ref or the wrestler role and start refereeing what was happening and that type of stuff. Right. And that really helps out going into the ring when you're, you know, into like a live crowd and stuff like that because now you're kind of you know the people that you're in there with right and you understand how they work right and then you're just a lot more comfortable because you you know um so so that's where I was at now after the pandemic kind of shut down everything and I kind of you know I I did what a lot of people did and I just kind of sat on the couch and And watch tv and you know at at the end of 2020 i was just kind of in a place where i was just like hey like we're going to open up at any time now and you know am i ready to be back in that ring am i ring ready and it was quite obvious that i was not so it was just kind of like okay let's you know and i'm lucky because in the building that i'm in i have access to a gym a private gym so i can go there all by myself right so it really helped me during the pandemic and, you know, I just went there like every single day and I just worked on my cardio and I worked on taking those back bumps and, you know, everything that I knew that I learned from class, I, I applied it and what I could, you know, in the gym. And I'm just doing these things yep. on like yoga mats and stuff like that. Right. So it's like doing doing a hip hop is really, really hard when you don't kind of have that little bit of a spring of the, of the mat going with no you. Kidding. But um, It was. Yeah, it was just like you know, like I wanted so hard to work for Tony Khan and I'd be on that elliptical. Right. And I'm like, almost dead. And I can't breathe. And I'm just like, just one more lap. Like you're, you're going to do this for Tony Khan. Right. And it was, ah, mm-hmm. and I just sat there. And then, the, so the whole thing was just, you know, be ring ready, be ring ready, be ring ready. So that when we open up, I'm ready, you know? So mm-hmm. it was just like a lot of like running the stairs and doing a lot of cardio and, you know, working on, on how I looked, you know? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as, so as soon as we did kind of start opening up and I was given that job, given that position of like, okay, Joe, here's your, you know, uh, yeah. Well, I'm kind of like fast forwarding things a lot. Right. But it was yeah. like, okay, here's the show that you're, that, you know, you can debut on. And, you know, they were so happy with me. I immediately, another promotion was there. They immediately booked me for the next show. And then it's just been like this continually thing ever since then. And I've just been kind of like every match time, I think, this weekend I just did my hundredth and 29th match. And it's like everything, like I just try so hard to like do a little bit better, a little bit better, you know, um, take this thing and work it better. Like it's uh, this other referee here, Mark, we work together all the time. He's got these headsets. So we always use them when we do time cues because it's really important, right? Like, you know, uh, I've done enough shows with enough people that have been on TV and that type of stuff where they explain it. Like, hitting your time cues is very, very important, especially (laughs) when you're on TV, you know, because if you take like a minute more in your match, they have to take that away from somewhere else. And they're not taking it out of the commercials and the advertising dollars. So it's going to come out of that main event, right? And if you're taking time away from the main event, you're going to be pissing off a lot of people, Mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of like, learn those time cues, you know, learn what a five minute match is, right? So when I'm getting like a minute, two minute, five minutes, or whatever it is in my ear, like now I'm understanding a lot more of like how long a match is. And if someone says, okay, add two more minutes for whatever, right? I know what that kind of looks like. It's, you know, one or two more moves. And, you know, so um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of really went off there. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, That's kind of like what you do when you're kind of like as a referee, you just kind of like learn those moves, learn the fundamentals, train as as much as you can, you know, a lot of referees are actually training to be wrestlers, right? And they Mm -hmm. take that referee spot just so that they can kind of get used to that ring and like how it works, because, you know, you can sit there and you can run the ropes all you want. You can do this and you can do that. But when you hit a live crowd and everything's going on and that adrenaline hits you like, wow, it's, it's a whole new world. Um,
0: Where did you go for your training for this?
1: Uh, so there was this call out, uh, it was for a glam slam. Um, okay. and there was like a whole bunch of, uh, there was a lot of women, a lot of, yeah, it was just a, a, an introduction. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with glam slam, but it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a lot of like kind of burlesque and variety mixed with wrestling. Like, and what I mean wrestling is like really fun storylines and stuff like that. Like we have a yeah. octopus that fights and stuff. So, so not your typical wrestling style, but it's a fun, fun show. Right. So, um, so I started training with that cause I've, you know, my wife, she's always seen me and she's always kind of like, she saw me as like, uh, I'm an actor without a stage and stuff like that. Right. So it's like this, when the glam slam tryouts came in, it was the perfect opportunity, um, for me to kind of like use both of my, my talents and yeah. Cause yeah. Cause like I had the opportunity to come and it was just basically like, Joe, we're not letting you in that ring until you learn the fundamentals. So it was like, okay, yeah. well, how do I learn the fundamentals? And. So as soon as, as soon as that opportunity opened up, I was right there. Um, It was uh, Cobra Kai and Calamity Kate. They're the ones that first initially uh, we were at a burlesque show and they're like, Hey, come train with us tomorrow. And I was like, okay. You know, my wife's like, Hey, like that's the opportunity you've been waiting for your whole life is (laughs) to have someone like come train with us. Um, So I jumped on that and I started training with, uh, with Steve and Kate. And uh, yeah, then I started training with the glam slam people and, yeah, That's yeah awesome. Been, yeah, it's been a lot, of fun. A lot I, of fun.
0: I mean, I ask everybody like their first match, and it's no different for you. I mean, the first match you refed. Uh, who was involved? What were your thoughts heading into that one?
1: Uh, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like I was thinking about this the other day. Like, what is my official first match? Right. So mm-hmm. um, during this whole process, Steve gave me kind of like he 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 kind of like threw this this match my way is kind of like a thank you It was just this fun little match we were doing a lucha libre show and it was um it was a banana versus something or a taco (laughs) yeah it was banana versus a taco and whoever won the crowd got so if the banana won everybody got a banana and if the taco won everybody got tacos from the taco truck so everybody wanted the taco to win right yeah and it was just a fun little two-minute match to kind of get over this the this uh promoter um, and so, so Steve was like, Hey, go in and do that. And I, I, did it. It was a triple threat match and it was just like the funnest thing ever, but I don't actually consider that my first match. Um, like, I guess you could call it my first match, but like, I, I like to think my first match was, was, uh, for WrestleCar car at, a, yeah. at the rickshaw. Um, that's when I was first booked, you know, Joe come in as the referee and I went and I did three matches, three or four matches that night. And, uh, it, it completely changed my life the way i looked at things you know i was so scared i was so scared to walk through that curtain i just wanted Mm -hmm. to run around and hide and that's how i knew i was doing the right thing so i was like man if i'm this nervous you know like you know you're you're pushing yourself into like you're getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that is challenging and it was just the, the best time and uh yeah i think my first match was with um if i remember correctly it was with mrb and uh miles deville and okay. i did not know what i was getting myself into i had <laughs> i didn't really know who these two wrestlers were at this first time right and I was, so i was and it was what an introduction to to wrestling and, and to being a referee because, like, like, all of this crazy stuff that I watched on TV every single week was happening right in front of me. And if I didn't move, I was going to get run over, right? Like, and it was – and you'll see this match and you'll see me, like, legit popping. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it's just, it, it was the most surreal night, you know, like, all all, all of those nights. Um, I got to work with Zicky Dice that night from Impact. And it was – you know, I it was – yeah, it was such a emotional, memorable night for me. It says I just knew this is what I should be doing and uh, yeah,
0: I have just been doing it. When you look back from like when you started just a few years ago, did you have ever imagine that like you'd be, you know, working up and down BC, I mean, going out of province to work shows? Did you ever think that that's what like refereeing would become for you?
1: Um hmm. See, so this is an interesting way to so yes and no, right? It, it's like, I, I I still can't believe that I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I can't believe the opportunities that I'm given, the people that I get to work with. It, it just absolutely blows my mind. Um, now, I say yes, because um, I try and explain this to people. Um, and I don't really, like, it's weird. Like, I don't normally talk about a podcast and stuff, right? But like, a number of years ago, there was like, I, I kept having this, like, this vision or, or something. And I, and I didn't know what it was and it was just calling me and it was calling me and I was like trying to figure it out. And the more I did kind of like went towards the wrestling things, the more this vision kind of like opened up and cleared up for me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's still very, very, I still don't understand what I'm seeing, but I know that I'm on the right path doing these things. So it was like, I felt like there's always been this calling and like I could, like, I imagine what I'm seeing is, is myself in the future. And, like, it, it, it sounds really, really weird. Like, it sounds totally bizarre. But it's just, like, there there's this calling. And it's just, like, when I'm not doing this, it it, it bothers me. Because I'm, like, trying to figure. It's like watching that movie. A you know, movie where someone gets, like, that quick thing of, like, their past. And they're, like, oh, and they're trying to figure it out. They're like, it's literally that. You know? Mm-hmm. And I can't. Yeah. So, it's, like, I've always been kind of, like, so, so in a way, yes, I kind of – I have seen myself do it, but like in real life, in, in like the bare bones, no. Like this – it blows my mind that I'm doing like <laughs> it, it, it. And it's like I'm, I'm such a, like a method actor as well that when I watch myself, it's just like I'm like, who is this person? Like it's just it, – it's wild. Like it's such a fun thing to do. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean it, it, like – I know it's a slightly different, but like for me, like even doing the podcast, like, you know, I'll, I started, you know, getting in the habit of planning, you know, a month in advance. So I'm like, okay, here's who I want to talk to. And, you know, I'll reach out, you know, get all the specifics sorted out, but then like, I'll I'll have that planned out. But then like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Hmm, I should, you know, reach out to this person too, you know, try to do something else, you know, but I'm like, trying not to put too much on my plate at once, but like, I still have all these thoughts going like, Oh, I should do this. I should do this. or I should stream this. And it's like, okay, just slowly, you know, getting into it. You're going to get to everything. I know it's a little different, but that's like, that's how like my kind of thought was for it. So, mm-hmm. Um, now I wanted to ask why a referee, what was it that, you know, you you, that was your goal. Why not a wrestler? Why not anything else?
1: Um, yeah. Great question. Um, well, for one thing, I'm 43 now, so, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how much I can kind of go out and take those bumps on a weekly basis. Like some of these yeah. guys and, and girls that are doing it's just absolutely, you know, my hat's off, you know, like I've always been a huge wrestling fan, but like now that I'm on this side, I'm just like, wow, I just have that much more respect for, for, for the performers inside that ring. Um, I guess see what happened was is how it all kind of started out was um I was talking to the one of the promotions and they said that you know they were down a referee now because AEW started up and and um, Aubrey went up to AEW and she was doing a lot of the Pacific Northwest here right so Mm -hmm. I knew that there was that opening to become to for that they that they were looking for another referee so that's how I kind of like started I'm going okay well Hey, I can, I can referee. Like I've been watching this for 25, 30 years now. Right. I understand the rules. I understand how, yeah. you know, the, the psychology of a match. Right. And, um, and that's when they were like, well, Joe, like <laughs> you need to be trained for, <laughs> you know? So that's when it kind of like really opened up my mind where I was just like, Hey, you know, like this person, they were doing this whole circuit. Like they were, you know, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, all this type of stuff, you know, I can see myself doing that, you know? So it was like, I don't know when I, when I put myself into something, I really, really put myself into something and Mm -hmm. refereeing became kind of like the most logical thing for me, you know, like right now I'm sitting there and I'm doing three or four matches usually per, per card, you know, and a lot of times that's in the main event as well. And it's, it's right where I want to be, you know, like there's always three people in the main event. The referee is always one of them. Right. So it's like, yeah, it, it's the best way that I can get as much ring time as possible and and perfect my craft that I'm trying to do and you know be where all the action is and you know like I've trained to be a wrestler and I and I get that all the time like hey are you ever going to become a wrestler and. You know, like I'm, I'm just really happy being a referee and being a professional referee and like learning this this art form as much as I can and doing the best job that I can, so that when I go out there, I can make both competitors in that ring look as big and as strong as 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 I can, you know. And so, like, yeah, it's yeah, like I could, like, yeah, I I, I love what I do, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about. Yeah, being the referee. It, it's weird, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah.
0: Does it ever surprise you just like, I mean, how, you know, like uh, I'll say popular as the word, like, because I mean, most referees, you know, like people know who they are, they'll get booed. But I mean, you've made quite a name for yourself. Like Joe King, he's known, you know, everybody knows who he is. You'll get cheered. You'll get booed. I mean, you you, like it's, does it ever surprise you that like you've become that well-known?
1: Yeah, that's actually like, it, it. Uh, I I was I was just thinking about it. I had this uh, lady come up to me at the Commodore a couple of months ago after a new show, right? Because um, I came out and, like, I got a huge pop. They're like, Referee Joe King. And the whole, like, 900 people just started cheering, right? And at the end of the night, this lady comes up to me and she goes, I don't know who you are, but, like, for you to get that type of a pop, she's like, you're doing something right, you know, keep it up. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was thinking about that today at the gym and I was just like, it's so funny, you know. Um, yeah, like it's, it's hard because I am a little bit of a draw. Like, like I, I, the last thing that a referee wants to do in the ring is draw attention to themselves, right? You never want to draw attention to yourself and and take it away from those wrestlers. So Mm -hmm. for myself, it's really hard finding that balance of like taking the shine, but also making sure that I'm not too noticeable and stuff like that. Right. So it's really like, taking the moments that I know I can and taking, you know, um, yeah, like, so I have the mustache and, and, you know, that's very recognizable and, you know, um, I got big arms and that's really noticeable because like a lot of times with referees, you'll see them a lot smaller and you try and get them, you know, smaller than, than the wrestlers where like for myself, uh, whenever I go to, to, you know, I'm, I'm usually bigger than half the roster and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, taking me and my size and my gimmick and figuring out how to use it properly in your show and your promotion and your match and stuff like that. And it can be done. We do it all the time. You know, we're (laughs) showing how you can actually get a ref over and not take away from the show, but add to the show. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a lot. It's been really interesting. Just kind of seeing how the crowd reacts to me because, you know, when I, when I first kind of came into it, I, I always kind of looked at it as, um, you know, if you're a hockey fan, or if you if you love the the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Let's say the Toronto Maple Leafs take a penalty, you don't want to boo the guy that took the penalty. You want to boo the referees for calling the penalty, and that's my role, right? So it's like when I need to be booed, I know when to get booed. So yeah, I I don't know how it worked. I don't know how it's working, but like people, they either love to cheer me or they love to boo me. But I'm getting a reaction no matter what, and every promotion that I'm kind of working in right now, people know who I am coming into it. And it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it gets me in a little bit of trouble sometimes, but we're good. (laughs) We're good. You know? Yeah. Figuring out that balance is.
0: You mentioned Abbotsford before we started recording and how they kind of gave you the gears. Have you ever been in the ring where someone will yell something at you and you kind of have to like hold back a smirk? Like it just kind of like, you know, it's, it's funny, but you can't show that it's funny.
1: Yeah, people are really funny. They're really creative. Um, The signs they make are really funny. Like, if people try really, really hard to get a reaction from me now, because, Mm -hmm. like, for the whole show, I'll deadpan them. I won't give them nothing. Because, like, I understand, like, if you give a fan a little something or something, they're going to eat you up for that entire show. Now that they know that they can get you or, you know, distract you, and the whole crowd's going to pick up on that, and you're done. As, as a referee and you're trying to maintain order and with everything, as soon as you lo- lose that control with the crowd, you're done for as as an official, and you just that whole illusion's gone. So it's like um people go out of their way to try and mess me up, try and make me laugh. Wrestlers will try and pop me in the ring too. It's 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 really fun. Sometimes they can pop me, it's it's fun. But it's like usually I'll wait till the very end of the show. Like the main event, till I address a fan, and I'll actually be like, No, I was a two, right? Ah, yeah. they just freak out, and it's just amazing. Yeah. And it's but but I'll only ever do that near the end of the show where it's just like, Hey, they can harass me for the rest of like the next two minutes, who cares? Yeah, right. And then, uh, so yeah, but it's yeah, I'll have all like I'll have fans or friends in the audience, and they'll sit there and they'll sit there and just try and heckle me all night long. <laughs> it's just like. That was you? You were doing that? Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> <Thanks>. that, <pal. laughs>
0: Now, I mean, you mentioned the fans and even like the listeners. What like, I mean, what might be something that people might not realize that referees have to deal with?
1: Um, hmm, I don't know. Uh, that's, there's a lot more that goes into refereeing than one would expect. Um, mm-hmm. There, it was quite the eye opener for myself as well. Um, the more you referee, the more you become better at the little details and stuff. Um, one thing that people don't quite understand is, or I can, you know. That people might not realize is the referee. We're a we're a communication device. Um, we're constantly talking to both of the wrestlers, making sure that they're both okay. If something needs to be changed, we need to do an audible or whatever. I am that person to, to communicate to it. If someone that's legit hurt, I'm the first one there to kind of assess the situation, figure it out. Um, I was just talking to. Uh, I will. Yeah, I w- I was just talking. After every match, I always ask the wrestler how I was as a referee, what I, things I could work on, um, and I had this one referee or this one this one wrestler. She was telling me that I should know the entire match as well, right? So if they if something get gets lost, I should know. I should be able to kind of be able to pick up the pieces for them and like help them out and stuff like that. And so that's one thing that I've been really trying to learn more of is, you know yeah, learning, learning those, those matches, how they're going. And so just in case anything happens, I can be right there with it. So yeah, yeah that's, that's one thing that would kind of took me as a surprise of like how much I'm a communication device and like how much, yeah. So I think, yeah, uh, yeah I guess that made, is that your question, I guess? Like, I yeah,
0: know. no, that, that definitely. I mean, cause I think, you know, you see, you know, fans might just see the referee in there as like, you know, oh you're, you know, you're there to officiate, you know, but it's more than that, you know, because I mean, if, you know, someone does get hurt, I mean, you're another set of eyes to see that, you know, because, you know, their opponent can't, can't all of a sudden, you know, go and check on them, you know, that that's going to take away from everything. But you as a referee, you can go over there and make sure that everything, Hey, okay. Everything's good. Okay. You know, you can add more to it, but you're also there if need be.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, left
0: right. There. That's okay. Um, I wanted to ask about Jotivation because I mean, you know, when you on online, I think you have to be one of the most positive people out there. You are always encouraging others. I mean, you had your burpee challenge last year. There was a few of us doing it. And I mean, like I was exhausted after like three days. So I mean, yeah. like you, you're definitely always, um, you know, striving to push others for the better and like, you know, just. Always have such a great attitude about everything, you know. Like, where, like, uh, where does this all come from? Because I mean, you like. It seems like you are always like on top of your game with it.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. um You know, I have a really good support network. That's that's around yeah. me. That's constantly pushing me up, and um you know, finding the yeah. It, it's you know, it, it's really having that that team around you. You know. Um, being in a wrestling locker room as well is it's not what you think, you know, it, it, it's, it's the most, it's so nice to be there. You're with like-minded people who, who are all like at the top of their fitness that are, that are trying so hard to, to, to do the best that they can and, and work hard on it and being in that atmosphere where everyone's excited, you know, cause they're like, Hey, you did that. Cool. I was able to do this. And,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it, it's really encouraging. And I, and I love, being in those situations in those types of crowds, you know, there, there's this thing about, um, uh, I always say it myself, right. There's two ways of, uh, making the tallest building in town. One way is you can destroy all the other buildings that are taller than you, or you can just go out and build yourself the tallest building, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I always kind of look at that and like, who's around me and who's, yeah, like who's influenced me because it's, it's, it's really easy to, sit there and knock someone down or cut them, you know, like I don't I I, I don't know where I'm quite going with this. Um all I know is it's really important. Like when someone comes up to me and says that, hey Joe, you look great today, you know, that makes me feel really good. And it makes me want to go out and do more and do better. And and I appreciate those people that are in my life and I want to keep those people in my life. Mm -hmm. So I want to go out and I want to give that positive message as well. You know, like during the the pandemic, there was a lot of negative things that was going on and, you know, like everyone, people needed a change. People needed something other, something to smile at, something to look at, something to look forward to uh, during that whole time. And, you know, I saw that opening that was, Hey, we need to put out a positive message. And, and that's where it really kind of started with, you know, and then it was my friend, he, he piped up with the Joe Devation thing and I thought that was just the funniest thing. And, you know, I, I, I totally ran with that and I rolled with that. And, you know, um, I, I look at a lot of different wrestlers, you know, like Kinder Mahal, you know, he got fired from the WWE. Um, and then he quit drinking and he worked really, really hard and he came back and he looked amazing. Like he looked Mm -hmm. so good. He lost all that weight. He got cut. He looked they put the title on him for all that time, you know, and I always looked at those examples in wrestling of these people that, you know, they go, oh, this was me 10 years ago. I was, this, you know, and it always blew my mind. Um, Sorry, I got to get back on track here. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. So when I started making that change and I started doing those things and I started believing in myself and knowing that like anything's achievable and I went out and I started kind of like proving that to myself, I, I had to let other people know about it as well. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, here's a perfect example of someone that was able to do it. And if I can do it, you guys can do it as well. And so it was just always wanting to like put out that positive message and, and uh, yeah, you know, like good job. Like everyone needs to hear a good job,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So it's, that's what I try and do and try and create that community where I can kind of You know, we're all doing something together. and Yeah, that burpee challenge, that did suck. (laughs) I apologize. That was a hard (laughs) one for us. (laughs) I mean,
0: uh, like like the podcast myself doing this, one of the things that I always stuck with was being positive, finding the good things about it. Because, I mean, it's so easy to come on here, you know, if I want to talk about wrestling and just crap on something. And, you know, that's what you're talking about for an hour, just how much you hate something. But why would you want to – talk about something you don't like or even why would you want to listen to someone just talk about what they don't like so Mm -hmm. for myself i always try to find like the good things let's talk about what we like let's talk about positivity and like just trying to preach that more because there's so much negative stuff going on
1: yeah exactly it's kind of like um kind of like don't bring the problem to me bring a solution instead yeah you know and, and i just love that mind frame where it's like yeah
0: now going over the past year i mean you were you've been able to do some incredible things i mean you got to work rogers arena uh nat bailey stadium you made your love wrestling debut i mean out of everything you've been able to accomplish in the past year is there anything that really stands out to you as like hey this is pretty fucking cool
1: yeah uh, um yeah you've you've said a lot of good ones you know um I did, okay, so last year, I uh, we we went to Prince George, and we did FanCon, and we were able to do this thing, and it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened. You know, I got to work with the Bollywood Boys for the first time. Uh, Santino Morello was there doing commentary. Uh, Bret Hart was there. It was for somebody. I got to share a locker room with Bret Hart. It just blew my mind. I'm sitting in there, and I am just look up, and there's Bret Hart. and I was like, wow, like, this is crazy. And like i i that was so exciting and i looked forward to that so much that after it was over and done with i was kind of like ah like i built so much for that small moment of time so i've really like changed my approach on the way i kind of look at at shows and events now is i kind of like look at it as the journey of of me getting there you know me going to the gym Mm -hmm. every day kind of like finessing myself so that I can do these shows and and the excitement and holding on to that excitement and the what if and what's going to happen, is this going to happen, you know, and, you know, so I've been really enjoying those things. So like, you know, like doing Nate Bailey and doing Roger's arena, like they were amazing, like incredible things, but it was just, I I think the thing that I really enjoyed was getting myself ready to do those shows and just Mm -hmm. that excitement. It was just so fun.
0: You mentioned Bret Hart, and I know you you were uh, working the N.E.W. show that Suzuki was there. Um, is there anyone that really stood out to you that you've been able to interact with, been able to meet that like really left a lasting impression with you?
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent, Zicky Dice uh, for yeah. impact. He he was the first show that I worked on, you know, and he gave me such a good advice that night he was he was, he, he explained what social media was and he explained what it was for a wrestler and how this is a business and how we need to use this as a business. Um, And, and that's what I use it for now is I I use Twitter, I use Instagram, I use Facebook to like get out who I am. And I treat it like a business every single day of, of, you know, my messages and stuff like that. So that was Zicky Dice giving me that advice and just kind of like utilizing it. And then, Also, I got to work with him again in the summer, last summer, and I was like, hey, Zicky, you know, like, you gave me some great advice. Thank you so much. I really appreciated it. What else can you, you know, and he was just like, Joe, that's awesome. I'm so glad that was great. But he's sort of going in. The next part of advice, he's like, you know, you're going to get this, this local circuit's going to be calling you, right? He goes, and then after that, you're going to get that next circuit where you're going to start working the different provinces in the States, and then after that, you're going to go up to TV, you know. And since he was able to kind of like break down that timeline for me, it really helped put in perspective of where I need to be as a performer, because like, I don't want to be on TV. let me reword that (laughs) (laughs) is I know that I don't want to go on TV right now because I know that I can do better in the future. And that's when I want them to, to, to kind of look at my, my, the work that I do. So it was, you know, it really kept my mind. It really, it really kept me humble and where I need to be and like working that Vancouver, that Vancouver scene and that British Columbia scene, you know, and now like love pro wrestling in Edmonton, Alberta, they gave me a call and they flew me down to do a show, you know, and now this next circuit's working and I'm like, I'm absolutely loving it. And it's, I'm right where I need to be. And I know that I need to be here. And it's because of the, the advice that Zicky Dice has been giving me. And like, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of people have given me advice, like Cobra Kai. He's, he's my mentor in this whole thing. Like mm-hmm. anything that I do as a character or as anything, like I always kind of like, Hey Steve, what do you think of this? Right. And you kind of, well, you know, we kind of work on it a little bit. He's, he's really good at, you know, in, in wrestlecore, he's really good at like giving me the stage and let me really do the character that I want to do and really like put it out there. But, um, but yeah, I think like those pieces of advice that Siki gave me really kind of helped me out the most. And I think about it the most, especially just with the online presence and how I put myself out there and what people see and stuff like that. So,
0: Well, you mentioned, you know, Alberta, I mean, what's next for Joe King, like dipping down to the States progressing further east like what what's sort of in your next little chapter that you have planned out for yourself
1: yeah uh right now i'm just um you know i i like i would love to come down and uh do winnipeg and yeah <laughs> you know do ontario and you know like i would love to be able to to do all of canada and um yeah uh i i'm, I'm just i'm really enjoying what i'm doing right now. like every single weekend i'm i'm doing a show doing a promotion right now um. So yeah, I th- kind of going after I did my hundredth match, which was right at the end of March. I go okay, now I really want to go into a different province, and I want to go into the states, and I even want to go do vi- Vancouver Island, which I haven't had a chance to do yet. So it's like those are kind of like my things that I'm really trying to work on right now, of kind of like getting out of the Vancouver BC area. Not like getting out of it, but kind of like you know, I would love to be able to 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 be a reoccurring referee on love pro wrestling i think that would be amazing mm-hmm. and i'd love to like i grew up in calgary so i'd love to go do shows in calgary as well and let my family and all my you know my friends kind of see me do these things and um yeah nice. yeah i'm just, um... yeah, really enjoying the the <laughs> the progression of
0: it, you know? Yeah. It's like the journey that you're taking, you know, it doesn't have to happen all at once. You're enjoying the steps that you're taking, progressing continuously and just getting there, you know, like they, they always say it's not the, the destination it's the journey I think, or I'm just making up a saying, but it's something along those (laughs) lines.
1: (laughs) No, you're absolutely correct. You're, you're hundred percent correct
0: with that. Uh, I've got to ask because I know I saw you post a picture of it, of the, the merch, the little mustache packages, so are, are we seeing lots of lots of fans running around with the fake mustaches now?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a it's something that I've just kind of been working on. Um, yeah, I call them Joe King starter packs, and yeah. <laughs> I have these these little wristbands. I think this is so funny. It's what would Joe King do? Right? And if you ever watched the movie Ready to Rumble, it's this is where I got the idea from. Was they made these these friendship things, and it was a WW. Um, Uh, KD right so normally it's like what would Jesus do but in in the movie it was what would King do and I was like oh that's so funny I should do that because my last name is King and you know and then I was like oh like let's just do the whole what would Joe King do and I just think like I think that's absolutely funny I don't know if anyone else laughs or thinks it's funny but I think it's funny and it's worth the money of me buying these stupid bracelets you know Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with the merchandise yeah like I bought these these uh, mustache straws. So I have all these mustaches and I have these little baggies. So I had like, and keychains. So I just kind of took all of my merchandise because, like, uh, my wife, she's a very famous burlesque uh, producer and dancer. And so, like, you know, even with wrestlers is we make a lot of our money through merchandise and stuff like that through mm-hmm. t-shirts and stuff. And one thing that she's found is like, people love spending $5 on items, right? It's like, no one wants to give $20. I want to give $20, get something to get some money back. Right. So selling $5 items is, you know, so I've been really kind of like copying her kind of style of it and finding these little, you know, $5 items like this and the $5 mustache. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I sell those individually, but now I also put them all in a package and Sell it all as one, and I started calling it joking starter packs, and so now I have all these little jokers out there, and I think it's so funny. I love it, and now we have these prayer candles, these joking prayer candles. My wife, she went out, and she uh, she bought a photo shoot for me of because like I have so like I'm two different. Like I, I play two different characters, right? Like I play Joe King referee, and that's basically what you see here with no with no with no sleeves, and normally yeah. I have these gloves on. I play this really tough guy, right? And or I play referee Joe King, and that's just me as a normal referee calling the match out and stuff like that, right? So, so I went out and I did like the whole Joe King referee thing, and then we got him on. On candles and now i'm selling them as prayer candles with these nice. things and I, and I think it's so funny i i think it's you know a lot of people they're like oh that's ridiculous that you're selling it because now you have to carry these around all the time and i'm like i sell so many of them that it doesn't like i don't really it's like i don't know i think it's funny so
0: i love different merch ideas because you never know what's going to connect like i know um i was looking I don't know how it came up, but I was looking at the Renegade Twins. They checked out their merch and they have Renegade Twin flip-flops with their pictures on them. And I'm like, why not? You know, someone's yeah. going to buy them. So do something different.
1: Everyone's selling a t-shirt, right? I don't want to go up yeah. against these t-shirts things. I'll sell a $5 wristband and no one can be upset with me. Exactly. So. <laughs> um,
0: I got a couple more for you that I'm going to let you go. A favorite batch you've been a part of so far?
1: Uh Okay, um hmm. There there's so many. I've um a, a match that I'm really proud of that I did recently was with uh Travis William and uh, Nick Wayne.
0: Oh, that um, was good. That was Yeah.
1: Good. I was I was so excited to to that was <laughs> that was the same show as um as Mineral. And uh yeah, I was like the night before I was like, hey, can I do his match? And they're like, no, but we have Nick Wayne for you. And I was like, Oh my God, I just like (laughs) totally nerded out right there. And I was so excited to go do it. And like, I've done, I've done a bunch of golden boys matches with like Travis Williams, the golden boy. And he's so fun to work with. Like I love sharing the ring with him or being in the ring with him. So having those two, I knew it was going to be a good match and I knew it was going to be an awesome match. And so I was so excited just to be a part of that match. Um, you know, uh a couple weeks ago I got to do um evil Uno's match and I haven't seen the footage of it yet, but I'm or the match yet, but I'm so excited to see it because I got to work with them a little bit in that mm-hmm. match. So so I'm excited. Um uh, yeah, uh yeah, I think that, that that Nick Wayne match, that's one of the most the most recent match where I've kind of like I did it and I watched it and I was like, I'm really proud of my work that I did here. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, you know, so yeah
0: okay now i ask everybody for a match recommendation one that i mean you've been a wrestling fan for you know 30 plus years so a match that you're a fan of that you think the listener should check out whether it's you know wwf wcw anything like that
1: Hmm. well uh since you put me on the spot (laughs) Mm -hmm. one match recently that i flipped out over i thought it was absolutely crazy it was the mm-hmm. iron man match between brian um uh daniel Bryan and uh, mjf on dynamite like two months ago mm-hmm. it was it was incredible like i loved it you know like normally when i watch the wrestling i'll have my phone i'll be tweeting i'll be kind of you know my mind in two different places right yep. but for that match i put my phone down and i was like like i what they did there was matching it was a it was a beautiful match and like even like mtf I, I like going into it. i was like man how is mtf going to be able to do a whole match with brian danielson and da, 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 da? And i mm-hmm. watched that match and i was just like brilliant that that match was absolutely you know five star seven star mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> dave Meltzer, seven star breaking the Melzer scale <laughs>
0: uh yeah i know what you mean though because even the most recent pay-per-view like i found you know like i'm on my phone doing stuff and because there was some lulls during the show but then like when it came to the main event and the co-main that's when the phone was down and my eyes were glued to the tv so it really says something when it can really captivate you when there's so many distractions going around
1: yeah you know you know you've been watching you know i've been watching wrestling for like over 30 years and stuff like that right so a lot of times I can just kind of listen to it, but like every mm-hmm. now and then it's like I put down that phone and I have a hundred percent, like a hundred percent attention to it. So,
0: so, I mean, this will be coming out uh, towards the end of June, but where can people find you at upcoming shows?
1: Um, right now uh, I'm Russell is my, my, my number one um, promotion that I work with. They're, they're the ones that found me, you know, put, gave me that stage. Um, so I'm always, you'll always see me at the WrestleCore shows. Uh, I'm the head referee there. Um, you can also see me at the all-star shows. Um, yeah, just really any, yeah, I don't know where I'll be at the, by the end of June, but I can tell you that if there's a local show happening in the Vancouver area, there's a very good chance that I'll be, uh, refereeing there. Um, and if not, you can always, you know, find out if you go to, if you just go on any of my socials, go joking referee. Uh, you'll be able to find out where I'm at that day or you know, coming up that weekend or what's happening and stuff like that. So
0: that was a perfect segue because my next question was gonna be your social media. So like there you go,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely check me out on social media. and like, I try and make everything a little bit different. You know, I try mm-hmm. and do a little bit different on Facebook, a little bit of Instagram, a little bit different on Twitter. You'll see a little bit of overlap from here and there. but like, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to get original stuff that you won't necessarily get on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, vice versa and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Joe, thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Blair. I, I really appreciated it. I hope one day we can sit down again, even face to face and then do this again or, you know, enjoy a wrestling I, together. And
0: I look forward to it. It's only a matter of time.
1: Right. It's only a matter of time until I'm there. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Joe for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I truly appreciate him taking time out of his day to talk wrestling with us. Uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. Thank you so much. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at Great Maker Pod. Uh, all the other social, me- uh, social media, it's Great Maker Wrestling Podcast, all podcast streaming platforms. And you can find me doing streaming up on Love Wrestling every Saturday morning with my good friend Plugo for exposure as we take a look at the world of uh, indie wrestling and you can also find me doing brunch gimmick almost every sunday so definitely check out love wrestling their social medias shoot them a follow uh, check out the youtube twitch streams all that sort of, all of that fun stuff thanks again for checking out the podcast we'll talk soon